What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 53 of the Game Explained Real Talk podcast. As always, I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined once again by Ash Paulson. And we were supposed to have Andre here. We swear to God we were going to get him on. It was going to be a good time, except it's all my fault. Uh, my dad called right before this podcast was supposed to start in his little bit of time frame. And Andre no longer has the free time in order to get it done because other stuff popped up. Plus, the Splatoon 2, uh, first Splatoon 2 test fire is coming up, so if you're aware of that, at least for, you know, everybody else watching, Andre had to go prepare for that. So, unfortunately, no Andre this week, but we're gonna try to get him next week. But anyway, how you doing, Ash? How dare you talk to your dad, Derek? <laughs> how dare you take time to talk to your father? I can't believe you. I know, he's not um, worth it, but I got to. I I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You know, I'm it, totally kidding. <laughs> it's actually it's actually partially my fault, too. I, I uh, linked him to something that he that he ended up thinking would be a good video idea in the interim while we were waiting. So by the time you got back, he was like, oh, I'm already working on this. And now then the Splatoon 2 test fire happened. Mm-hmm. So say la vie. Um... I'm okay. You know, I'm, I was sick last week. I'm better now. I still have a bit of, uh, you know, some nasally runny stuff going on. But other than that, I feel better, <laughs> That's which good. is good. Um, I've really just, as usual, been slammed with work. Uh, I've been trying to chip away at Zelda. and uh, But, of course, now I can't really chip away at Zelda anymore because now I'm playing ukulele. I'm uh, I'm playing the full version of ukulele, and um, I'm having a great time with that. I can't talk too much about it, of course. Um, but I am playing that and, uh, with an eye toward the review and it is, is, as much as I'm enjoying it and I love the fact that I'm playing ukulele, it is hard to stay away from <laughs> Zelda because I keep thinking of these four little islands off the Eastern coast of Hyrule named after the Tingle brothers. And I keep thinking what's on those islands. Like so at some point today, I am going to boot up Zelda and at least satisfy my curiosity mm-hmm. because I need to see what's on those islands. But, um, the last thing I did in Zelda was I, I finished Eventide Island, and I haven't even done one dungeon yet, like one of the main story dungeons. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> that's. I'm not too surprised that you haven't done one of the dungeons yet, especially with the way you were playing, that you just wanted to explore everything before you went into the dungeons. And I don't... Yeah. I, the benefits you get from the dungeons are really nice. Like, I just got... Yeah. Uh, like, just a little bit before we started this podcast, I finally finished the fourth dungeon, which was, for me, the Rito dungeon. And the thing you get for that is freaking awesome as far as just travel opportunities. And I'm like, oh, God, I wish I went to this one first because it's amazing. Yeah. It, yeah, that's that's kind of the trouble with open world games is there's just so many different ways and different orders to do things in that you never really know... Going your, you know, going through your first time. If there's a, a best way or a, a lesser way, or you know, mm-hmm. if I was going off pure abilities, I'd probably go, uh, it, not story or anything else like that. I'd probably go. I, I'd be stuck between either the Zora or the Rito, then uh, one of those two first, and of course the other one second, and then uh, the uh, oh. Blanking on their name. Goron. Goron, and, thank yeah, you. Goron and, yeah, then and Garu- uh, Garudo. Gerudo. As yeah. far as special abilities, I think that's where the usefulness ranks, but you'll uh-huh. see what I'm talking about as you get closer. And I apologize if this is a little bit of a shorter podcast, because we're kind of going to keep it a little short for, well, personal, <laughs> basically. Personal reasons. Pers- Why don't you personal. tell them? <laughs> we want to play Splatoon. We want to play the Splatoon 2 test fire, and as of when we're recording this... It's in an hour, so... We- yeah, and it, it, it'll be awesome if we actually do make it in an hour because, you know, there are all these times, oh, I've all I've got all this work, let's keep it to an hour, then it ends up being an hour and a half. So <laughs> if we actually keep it to an hour, we'll know that Splatoon 2, that's like, 
that's the most important thing. But that's work. Nobody cares about work. You want to play <laughs> Nobody Splatoon. Nobody cares about work. It's, it's true. It's I true. gotta ink some squids. <laughs> yeah, uh, indeed you do, dear Derek. You need to ink some squids. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I for me mostly, I've just I really have just been mostly playing Zelda. I've been working on other things. Yeah, um, with. With, uh, of course, the Sonic Forces analysis, trying to get that ready, which was also a bit of a uh, <laughs> tricky thing to do because I wanted it out a lot earlier than it did. But mm-hmm. I have a friend that's moving away. He had a uh, he had wanted me, needed help with the moving process because you know it's happening very soon with the way that just just the job is. So I was helping him move, and then the next day it was his going away party. So I was like, well, yeah. sorry guys, I gotta you know. My friend's moving down to Georgia. It's good, you know. He's, that's quite a ways away from me. Uh, I probably yeah. won't be seeing him too much more as, on a daily basis, like a, not a, a weekly basis, like I'm used to. So, gotta say goodbye. Oh no, that's that's super important, and it sounds like you're able to help him move. So that was nice, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah, no, really, I've really just been playing Zelda and ukulele as far as my gaming time goes. I, I am sad to hear that you say the powers from the Rito and the Zora are the are the best, only because thematically like i was going to say those for last because i i've already been to where like the rito village and it's beautiful up there mm-hmm. like that mountainous area and I, I love anything zora i love because i love water and water areas and stuff i don't like deserts i don't like fiery mountains so i was going to do those first get them out of the way but now you're telling me <laughs> i should do the ones i really was looking forward to first to get those powers so you're killing me here hey, i don't know do whatever order you want it's really, like i <laughs> yeah. like i went zora goron gerudo uh rito uh-huh. Uh huh. And it worked fine. Like, it's not like they're necessity. They just make certain things really easy, or sure, are really helpful in certain ways. And you'll understand what I'm talking about when that when they actually happen. But yeah, it, it's it's funny. I've, I've completed all of them. I still have to, of course, go back through and start doing all the side quests and finding other stuff. Because I'm, at, I believe, ninety six, ninety seven shrines found total, and two hundred on the dot Korok seeds. There is no nice. way I'm going to find all the Koroxes, but before I go fight Ganon, I want to uh, find all the all 120 shrines and do all the side quests that I that I'm aware of. If I miss one that I just didn't find, I don't care mm. too much. But as far as the one I have in my list, I want all of them. <laughs> I want all of them done. Yeah, I, I definitely want to do all the shrines. I'm not going to do the Korok seeds. I don't know about the side quests, only because the side quests a don't seem all that interesting in Breath of the Wild, and b don't seem to reward you very particularly well. So that like they don't even seem like they have particularly interest, interesting stories attached to them. So more and more, I'm thinking, I don't know if I'm going to do all the side quests, at least even all the ones I have on my list. But the shrines, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do all 120 shrines. I think once I've done that and like done all the story stuff and gotten all the memories, I think I'm going to consider that like my version of 100% in the game. Yeah, and I understand that. And the, the thing is, there's some of them aren't great, but others do reward you with yeah. outfits or stuff like that. And I love collecting That's all good. the different clothes. Uh, a part of me also really wants to get all the clothes and upgrade them to the fullest, but... That's a lot of materials. And, uh, it really is, yeah. I've been upgrading my clothes as well, and it definitely, once you start getting to the two-star upgrades and, and beyond, then you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I actually have to go out and farm materials. Like, it's, it's not just enough to be get, grabbing all the materials I've just gotten so far. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually have to go specifically <laughs> after this one now. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I did find all four fairy fountains, and uh, I unlocked the last one. I don't know, have you, I know you, you found three the last time I talked yeah. to you. Have you found the fourth one yet? 
No, I've just found three naturally, but I haven't found the fourth one yet. I think I know which one you you need to find yet, uh, based on where you've gone. Uh, well, you- I've actually found, it's funny, I found one on the western side of the map, and I found two on the eastern side. Oh, okay. So, yeah. that's not the one I've been thinking of. Uh, <laughs> then, oh, I know exactly which one you have left to, to find then. Yeah, really the only the only part of Hyrule I generally have not filled in or gotten the towers for yet is the north. I've gotten the mm-hmm. uh, the Akala region, but the three regions to the left, which would be Death Mountain, and then the two to the left of that, mm-hmm. I haven't even gone into yet. But you've gone to the Rito area and unlocked that, right? Yes, I okay. have. The so, Nekluda area, I think, right? No, that's not... Uh, Nekluda oh, no, area Nekluda is, is to the bottom. Yeah, that's uh, southeast. What's the it, what's the middle right area called? Uh, that's the, the Lanayru area, the, right? No, that's I think that's near Hebra. It's not. Oh, okay. You, you, I think the top part is where it actually says Hebra, but it's basically okay. that region. Yeah, um, I've seen it on the map. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you found the fairy fountain around there. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah, I know exactly which one you haven't gone to, and I know why <laughs> you haven't found it yet either, because it's not in the part that you haven't explored yet. Oh, it's not okay. Yeah, you've already you've already opened up the area that where, where it is. Um, okay, but I'll tell you what I'll t- I will tell you one thing. Um, you know how you have to pay a fee to unlock the fairy yeah. fountains, and it's been yeah. pretty reasonable so far. Nothing too bad or anything like that. The last one was what a thousand. I think a thousand. Yeah. yeah. The next one, the last one. <laughs> Uh-huh. Save your rupees. It's 10,000. What? Yeah. 10,000. Yeah. Oh. The funny thing is, I had enough money. <laughs> I nice. Had, okay. I, had, I didn't have 10,000 at the time, but I had like 4K. And I just, my my go-to thing is I don't sell stuff unless I have, I, I want to keep at least 50 of everything. If I have more than 50, I'll go to it. But I also wasn't really bothering with selling much because I didn't really need money for a lot at the moment. And then when uh-huh. I saw that, I went through and I had like a hundred and. 40 some odd moblin teeth or whatever and just selling all these extra parts and i was like barely able to get over to ten thousand. i'm broke now i'm down to 120 but yeah i think actually i think selling all my stuff i've been hoarding a lot of stuff and i still i do have a lot of uh, ore mm-hmm. and stuff like that so i think i might be able to hit ten thousand. i think i have around four thousand right now so i feel like by the time i get there i'll be able to hit around there by mm. just selling stuff off. Although, I have met whatever that guy's name is who takes the monster parts and he converts them into that other kind of currency mm. and then you can buy exclusive clothes from him. Mm. So it's like, you know, I, I there's that to consider, but no, I would absolutely prioritize the Great Fairy because I have noticed, and I, and you did advise me of this, the the just unbelievable amounts of damage you take early on are very much mitigated as you get higher defense. Like, I think mm-hmm. my, my overall defense now is, like, 32. And now, like, I even fought a Lionel. Like, I fought my first Lionel the other day, and I was terrified. But <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, this guy's doing reasonable damage. Like, you know, two hearts, a heart and a half per hit, even though he looks like he would kill me in one hit uh, if I you know, didn't have armor on. <laughs> huh? Certain attacks will still, like, mess no, you up. No, that's true. I, I, yeah, I think I think he hit me. No, he froze me and hit me, and that did, like, seven oh, yeah. hearts or something, which will, <laughs> yeah, which makes sense. But, you know, it's it's nice having armor that's good enough to know that if you get hit, you're not just going to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I got the soldier armor, and I got that up to level three for all of them. And okay. I I've, will fight, like, the mini guardians that are like level three and yeah. uh for the for the um 
major test of strength in the shrines. Uh-huh. And I'll be shocked at like, oh, it only does a heart of damage now compared to the first oh, time those, I was yeah. fighting it. And it's like, and, and even before that, destroying me. <laughs> yeah, no, and actually, even before that, I've been doing so many shrines and I've been fighting so many of those things, you know, because even if you do the moderate or minor tests, they're still the same kind of enemy, just easier. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten that guy's pattern down to, to a T. Like, I could easily get through a fight with the, with one of those guys now, mm-hmm. getting hit maybe not even once, because I've learned exactly how to bait them into doing what I want. Exactly. Because I've died so many times against them. <laughs> so, I, like, I know now how to fight them. Exactly. You really do feel that sense of progression, because it's not only just Link getting better, but you're getting better. You're learning the strategies. Exactly. You're learning how to take care of these things and yeah. how best to do it. it. It's it's really satisfying in that way. So, I'm looking forward to, to finishing it off. I want to, you know, check out all the Rito. I want to yeah. I only have one last region, which is the northwestern part, which is, I believe, the Hebra region. Explore all that. It's nice and snowy, so that'll be fun. And, right. Uh, yeah. I, I am debating, like, do I want to try to upgrade all my equipment? But I think I'm just going to go for, like, my main set of equipment uh, or whatever I get. Although I do know what you get for getting all, all 120 shrines. So I'll have to see if that can be upgraded or not. And I might just uh-huh. stick with that because it just feels right to wear that to the final. <laughs> oh, uh, totally final confrontation yeah um, i hear you but uh, uh yeah it's, it's been a great time but actually before i move on to the news you did uh, you actually did do one more thing this week uh that you really enjoyed oh yes i did i should mention that um i think we're talking about the same thing i'm pretty but sure my wife and i went to go see logan mm-hmm. <laughs> yes and oh man i like i knew it was going to be good like i knew as soon as i saw the trailer that it was absolutely the kind of movie I was going to love because of just it's just reveling and it's drama and it's like the end of Wolverine's story and it absolutely delivers. Like it, it's a little slow at parts. I think it could be slightly better paced. It's not perfect, but other than some slight pacing issues, what a payoff! Mm-hmm. Like oh, <laughs> especially for someone you know. Like I'm not a big X Men comics fan, but I have. Wa- I think this is like technically the tenth X Men movie. Or it's something like, like you that. know, yeah. loosely connected in that same timeline. And I've watched them all, and I've enjoyed them all to varying degrees. Of course, there are some crappy ones like Apocalypse. But generally, I've watched them all. So to see Wolverine as envisioned and played by Hugh Jackman and uh, Xavier as played by Patrick Stewart, to see their characters kind of come to their natural conclusion and kind of been, like have that bookend in this movie, it really was done perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like... What a movie. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. And it was so nice. Like, I mean, it seems shallow to say this, but it does feel right. After all these other movies of Wolverine using those claws and not yeah. really be able to, like, really see the damage that they could do, this movie going all out with what they can do. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm really glad they went for the hard R rating. I think it, it, it worked well for this film. I, you know, I don't, I'm not one of those guys who's like, oh, darkness and violence. Mm-hmm. But no. for this movie... I think it needed to be brutal. I think it needed to really have that weight to it, and, I, and it couldn't have achieved that with a PG-13. Mm-hmm. So I think, I, I think I'm glad they went for the, for the hard R. And, you know, I, I have to say, before I saw the movie, I thought it was kind of a bummer, and it seemed like a waste that Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman had decided to end officially end their X-Men careers with this movie. After seeing it, I totally get why. Mm-hmm. Go out on top, and there is no way they could possibly outdo this. And I'm not saying, I'm not calling their abilities into question. I just mean everything came together. Their abilities as actors, the James Mangold's directing, like it, there's no way they could top this in terms of a way 
to exit those characters. Yeah, no, pretty much agreed. I think Hugh Jackman was the one to say that this was going to be his last one, and yeah. Patrick Stewart was was sort of on the fence because he lo- he does like playing the character. Right. But as soon right. as he saw the movie himself, he's like, "No, you're right. I got. I can't. I can't yeah. do it. I can't do better. We can't do better than this." Although I yeah. think both of them have said that they're open. Like Patrick Stewart says, ah, "I might reprise the role if it's for like Deadpool." Or in Hugh Jackman's like, "Well, if they get if X Men become part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I'll be back." It was like. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did. I did see that, and I'd be totally cool with that. And I have to say, uh, speaking of Deadpool, good for them for for having that teaser at the beginning and not the end. Because having as much as I enjoyed that teaser, having that at the end would have completely ruined. Oh yeah, the end. Just it just would not have. It would have been tonally so dissonant. It wouldn't have worked, and I, and I think I would have actively disliked the, the teaser if they had had it at the end. Oh, totally. Because there was no like. It's, it was kind of refreshing not having a post-credit sequence to tease what's coming next. No, this is exactly. the end, and that kind of works. And Deadpool, you know, he'll have in-jokes about Wolverine and all that stuff, but it's not, <laughs> yeah. you know, technically this whole connected at all. So, yeah. yeah. But, no, I, I really enjoyed the movie, too, and I'm, was, I had a feeling you would, you would too, so. Oh, <clears> God, <throat> talk about emptying my tear ducts. Like, and, and I thought I'd, I had, you know, gotten away at the end for the end scene, and then that final, final scene happens. No spoiler, spoilers, of course. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm talking about, oh, yeah. that very last scene, and it just, the waterworks started flowing again. I'm like, no, stop it, stop it, this is too good. Oh, so good. I love, uh, I loved it. Yeah. The best movie I've seen this year. Um, I'd, Now, it would have been hard if I'd seen Moana this year. Thankfully, I saw that last year, but. Yeah, so mm. far, best movie I've seen this year. I still think you need to get make some time and go see Get Out, but... Oh, no, that's that's our next thing. In fact, I think we're going to see that next. Like, oh, awesome. Unfortunately, my wife's already seen it. She saw it with a friend, but she really wants to see it again, and I I absolutely want to see it and feel like I also should. Mm-hmm. So I, de- you know, I just feel like it's a social duty of mine to see that movie, and I really want to. Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited. Even just beyond that, it's just a damn good movie, so. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't. Like, I, I hear it's not only, like, informative and has a lot to say, but it's also just really, really entertaining. Mm. And so there's that. And then, of course, my Guilty Pleasure series, which is uh, The Fate of the Furious, is coming out soon. <laughs> and I am unbelievably hyped, probably more than anyone should be for a Fast and Furious movie, but I love oh, that no, series I so you. much. <laughs> I totally yeah. get you. I'll probably, <laughs> totally excited. I need to watch the previous one with my friend, but then I'll probably go see Fate of the Furious. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Except, I, I, the only thing I'm not excited about is Charlie's Theron's dreadlocks. I don't know what <laughs> what they were thinking uh, or her character was thinking, <laughs> but, oh man, I, they don't, her hair does not look so hot in that movie. <laughs> oh well. Not, not doing it for me. Yeah, eh, that's a Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if totally. that's the biggest complaint, there right? You go. I mean, hey, we got we've got the Rock literally lifting a torpedo and changing its trajectory. That is all the reason I need to go see this movie. <laughs> see, well, my reasoning was that that city chase scene with all the remote controlled cars, like just oh, I love that. Out of it, like, yeah, that's how yeah. you kick, that's how you kick the series up. Also, and it's just so cheesy. Like there are thousands of cars in in this city, and now they're all mine. Like, of course, <laughs> what what is what is that's so so stupid, but it's so good. Yeah, and then you know, evil Dom. <laughs> yeah, evil. Oh, I know. Like it's just so. Oh, I just love how pulpy that whole series. Oh, totally. Is. It's so good. I'll totally. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, let's go ahead and get over to the news topics for this week. And first up, Super Mario Run has finally been released for Android. And it's kind of funny because we're both Apple users. I was bringing this up mainly because, hey, Andre, it's on Android now. And you can enjoy yeah. it, even though he's already played it on his iPad. And I guess the big question I have for you is, do Android? Do you think Android users will care? 
Yeah, I mean, I, f- I feel like there will be that initial surge of, like, you know, excited, either, la- you know, lapsed Nintendo fans who were like, oh, this reminds me of playing Mario in my childhood. And then, like, you know, the usual requisite Nintendo fans will just download it out of a sense of duty and play it and maybe like it or maybe not. But I think beyond that initial surge, I don't see it having much staying power. I mean, it didn't on iOS. It, it was it had that, you know, initial showing and then it was just gone Mm -hmm. and i kind of feel like the same thing will happen on android maybe even more quickly yeah i have a feeling it will you're exactly right just because yeah you know android users have seen all the well this have seen gameplay probably have heard people talk about it and have really noticed how nobody really talks about mario run since that and they mean they did have that update where they made it a little nicer for the people who play decide to start playing it for free and they also have uh, like new, I like when I saw this, I had to laugh when I heard, "Oh, they're bringing new characters. That's cool." And yeah. it's like Red Yoshi, Blue Yoshi. <laughs> that kind is of that? Thing. Oh, actually, is that all it ended up being? Yeah, that's so lame. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's all it is. Just new, different, different colored Yoshis. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yep. I, I honestly, I mean, you know, I, I feel I know it'll find an audience on Android to a degree, and I'm like, I hope it does, but. I haven't even launched Super Mario Run in, in like oh, same here. What, a couple of months. Now, to, on the other hand, though, I do play Fire Emblem Heroes at least a little bit daily for like a, <laughs> even a few minutes daily. I, I still am really liking it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they Nintendo got me with that, but not necessarily Mario. <laughs> well, it's actually funny you say that because the Nintendo, uh, you know, President uh, Kimishima did say um, in the recent article, I'm not quite sure where the source uh hold on let me see if we can find this here ah according to asian <laughs> review from nikkei uh the key machine was talking a bit and he said uh he did say that the revenue from super mario run did not meet their expectations yeah i saw that and nintendo also has no intention of, of switching focus to freemium games because fire emblem heroes is kind of an outlier they honestly do prefer the super mario run model well, and, and which I which I appreciate and respect them for, but I mean, you know, at the end of the day, though, money talks. So I I believe that they that they feel that way, but I wonder if that'll actually bear out because I mean, money's money, mm-hmm. and companies like money. And if if the Fire Emblem Heroes you know freemium model is working better for them in the long run, I mean, in this, at the same time though, they do make very good points in that same article, I believe, about how you know. Oh, relying too much on the freemium model will devalue their IPs and devalue their characters, and I agree with that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there there is something to be said for maybe taking a hit, a profit hit in the short term to maintain the viability and the you know the value of your brands over the long term. Yeah, I think one of the biggest mistakes they made with Mario Run is claiming that it's free. Yeah, that is. They, yeah, that I mean, it really set expectations. Like you get those first four levels and the first three levels before this update, and it's like. That's it? Yeah. And it's like, I don't care anymore. I think if they just had that price right up front, it might have done better. I don't know if that's the case, but that's just my gut feeling. Well, yeah, and then they have this thing where it's like, oh, they're adding this new feature where if you do this, you can unlock World 1-4 for play in free mode. And it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. hooray. One more level. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, like... I think there's definitely you know, there are definitely ways for Nintendo to grow and, and do better from here on out with with like that model. Like even though Mario Run didn't really do it for me, I do think there are ways they could release other games on mobile platforms going forward and have a one time payment and be more successful. 
I just don't know if it worked for the Mario model necessarily. Yeah, understandably. So we'll see what happens, but yeah. I'm honestly not expecting much from Mario Run on Android, and we'll see how they No, me goes. either. It'll be interesting to see how they do the pricing model for an- the upcoming Animal Crossing mobile game. Right. So, uh, Well, next up we have Nintendo has commented on the Joy-Con issues that people were complaining about and have claimed that they're a manufacturing variation. So they're not going to do any kind of rollback or anything like that. They said they found out where the variation was originated. They've already fixed it. So no no future models will have that issue. And if you are having that issue, simply send send the controller back into them. They'll have it fixed within a week and sent back to you for free. Yeah, which, I mean, it sounds like Nintendo's really expediting the repair process. Like, they're trying to get like turn it around within a week of you sending it, which is mm-hmm. pretty great for stuff like this. So, yeah, I mean, it's good that Nintendo's acknowledging it. It's good that they are repairing it for free. Like, they, they I feel like they've more or less gone about this Joy-Con issue the right way. Yeah, no, pretty much. It's, it's there's really not much else you could do. Like, there's, you've found the problem, fix it. If people are complaining about it, fix it for free. There you go. And that takes care of yeah. it. I know Andre did say that he sent his back in, so we'll see how well Oh, he, he did. Yeah, I, I saw him. I think I saw a Twitter thing about that where he said he did that. So we'll see how it goes. But it is it is kind of weird to, like, be – I'm Joy-Con-less for a week, you know? <laughs> Not that I've played yeah, I mean, Joy-Con that much, but, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think I've had the desyncing issue happen once or twice in, in the whole time I've owned my Switch, and it's so minor, like – yeah, it was kind of a pain when it happened for a few seconds, but I can I'll deal with it. You know, like I I don't feel like I have one of the units that's affected the most, and so I don't know. Like I can deal with a few seconds of desyncing occasionally to not have to send that away for a week. You know, mm. and I'll be honest, I mainly use the Pro Controller with my Switch. I and I haven't really gone anywhere to be able to take advantage of the Joy-Con. And oh man, you, see, you know, I uh, it's it's funny. I do use the Pro Controller a lot, but I don't know, like, I don't have a problem using the Joy-Con for most games. I found, like, even for Zelda, even holding the Joy-Con freely or with the grip, I think it's a, they're great for Zelda. Although the Pro Controller really, I mean, of course, that's just the standard bearer in terms of mm-hmm. it works well for every game. Yeah, and that's what it, just so, it is. It's just easy for me to just grab yeah. it, push the button, get playing, you know? Don't totally. Don't worry about anything. Um, yeah. And it, that, that thing holds a charge, and if, like, I'll go two days, like, eh, it probably could use a charge by now and plug it in and go do something else. Uh, and I've never had one sort of died on me while I was playing Zelda. So that's, that seems to be doing all right, considering I think I've put in like 70 hours or if not more into that game so far. I really wish they were more exact with how much you've played. <laughs> no, I, I do too. Like, I, I wish there, yeah, there's more of a way to track your play history, which you can, ironically, on Wii U and 3DS. So mm-hmm. there are cer- it's weird. Like, there are certain ways in which the Switch is a step back temporarily. Like, I'm sure that stuff that functionality will be coming later on but like friend codes for example mm. like we we took a step back from nintendo network ids on wii u so there are certain weird issues with the switch which feel like a slight step back but i also feel like they're temporary mm-hmm. and nintendo will you know streamline things going forward i have that feeling too it, it makes a lot of sense so hmm, yeah we'll see but uh, i'll tell you what th- this next one God, I hope this comes oh, to the U.S. Oh, yes. Because uh, Square Enix announced that the Sy- this Saiken Sy- Densetsu Collection, otherwise known as the Mana series, is coming to the Switch in Japan. That includes uh, the original one, which was known as Final Fantasy Adventure in the U.S., uh, the second one, which is, of course, a Secret of Mana, and then the third one, which was never released in the U.S. And because of that third game, I am not sure if we're going to get this 
collection or not. Like I know that's uh, what worries me. I, but I, I want it so much. I do too because I've never played any of these games, and I hear so much about how good you haven't. I've never played Secret of Mana. And wow, so you are in for a treat. Exactly. I hear so many people talk about how good it is, and even I heard even more people say three is better. You know, I actually I've only played a little bit of a translated ROM of three back in the day, like back when you know mm-hmm. that was ROM translations were like the big thing. So I I can't say speak on three other than the soundtrack's great, but Secret of Mana and also Don't Sleep on Final Fantasy Adventure, like that was one of my favorite. Game Boy games growing up, and I, I still feel like it holds up today as a pretty good Zelda-like game. Mm-hmm. And FF Adventure should not be slept on. It is a great game, phenomenal ga- soundtrack for the Game Boy. Like, oh my god, it was great. And it's it's a, just a great game in general. But of course, the real gem, at least for those of us who have not played all three games, is Secret of Mana. And if you haven't played that, oh, especially <laughs> if you find a friend to play with who, who knows the game. And I love that they have three-player. Like, they have the multi-tap support in there. It, at least as far as I understand. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I know it's at least two players, but I believe they have the, the, the three-player support in there. And I really, like you said, I absolutely hope Square Enix decides this is the time to finally bring Secret of Mana 2 slash Seiken Densetsu 3 outside of Japan as part of this collection. This was made for the Switch. Mm-hmm. I want this so much. <laughs> I do, made too. Made for it. I do, yeah. too. The funny thing is, I remember playing a Final Fantasy game on the Game Boy before. I, I borrowed it, like, I was over okay. at my cousin's and he had one. But I'm, I'm pretty sure it was not Adventure because I still remember, like, the menus and all that stuff. And I can't remember yeah. what the other Game Boy game was. So it was probably either Final Fantasy Legend 1, 2, or 3. It was probably, it was one of the Legend games. I'm not sure which one. Yeah. But it was definitely one of the Legend games, which I believe is part of the Saga series, correct? Right. I was actually going to say they were, they were actually the Romancing Saga games. Yeah. So, yeah, which is interesting. <laughs> it's, so. it's really funny how old school Square Squaresoft was like, well, we want this to sell in the United right. States. Let's just brand everything Final Fantasy, even though yeah. it has nothing to do with them. Even though, like, yeah, when you go in and play it, and if you played, like, you know, four or six on Super Nintendo, you were like, wait, what is this? Like, why Why are my, why do I have to feed monster meat to my party members to turn them into monsters? Like, <laughs> this doesn't happen in Final Fantasy. So you could definitely, like, even if you weren't aware of what they actually were in the Japanese sense, you could kind of tell that these aren't quite your normal Final Fantasy games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah. It, it makes it kind of fun and interesting to go back to it and see what it's all about. Like, Because it was, I had a lot of fun uh, when the Kirby collection came out, the Dream Collection. Right. Starting with the original Kirby, which I had never played before. I had started with Kirby's Dream Land 2. So it was kind of a blast in the past to go play that old game where he didn't have the copy ability. And it was so weird. <laughs> so right. I, I love those revisits. And, oh, God, I, I so hope Square Enix takes the time to translate this. Because I know – I've already gotten a lot of people say, well, it's region free. Just play it. It's an RPG. I want to be able to read it and enjoy the story as well. Plus have instructions of what I should do. That kind of thing. Right. So – like I could pick it up and play it that way, but I want to have it translated to understand the story. And hopefully Square Enix takes that little bit, bit of extra effort. Who knows if they will, though, but right. I hope so. <laughs> I, I really do. I mean, you never know. I, I, I feel like Square is generally pretty good about localizing most of their games. So mm-hmm. I feel like there's a real chance we'll see it here. I think it might really just come down to how confident they feel in the Switch's sales in the U.S., or outside of Japan, and also maybe how the collection does in Japan. Mm-hmm. Could be. I mean, so far, Switch has done, been doing very well, at least according to all these yeah. reports coming out of GameStop. So, who knows? 
could do well. Right. No, I, I think there's a chance here. Yeah, totally. And if it does, I'll so purchasing that as soon as possible. Right. Especially because really I'm already equipped for three player. I have the Joy-Con and a Pro Controller. There we go. <laughs> right. So uh, let's, I hope so. I so hope it comes out over here. Yeah. Uh, our next news topic actually is just kind of cool. Like it was, I saw this, I was like, man, this is inspiring as hell. And that's that a lot of people noticed that one of the developers of Breath of the Wild uh, had an English name rather than Japanese. And that's strange, especially for Nintendo of Japan games uh, or just Nintendo games, I should say. Um, so people did some research and they found this guy's name and it's attached to an old forum post where he was talking about how he's a post high school student seeking advice about Japan. And he was yeah. really talking about how he his dream job is to uh, live in Japan, work for Nintendo as a game designer. And he wanted to find the best way to basically keep learning the language and be able to live there so he could try to make it happen. And right. well, if his credit in the in the game is any indication, he did it. Yeah, it sounds like he he lived the dream and he made it happen. And man, congratulations to you! Like hats off. Yeah, that's hey, you did it and you did it on your own terms and you went for it. So not everyone has the gumption to just get up and move to Japan to follow their dreams. I mean, you know, I I thought about going to Japan many times and or at least to live there and ultimately I decided not to for various reasons, but I mean, it takes a lot of gumption to be able to do that. And not only did he do it, he did it and he got a job at Nintendo and now he's working on Breath of the Wild. Like, mm-hmm. good for him. Yeah, and this is, you know, back in 2007, so obviously this was not a short process. You had to be dedicated to do something like this. Oh, yeah. It, it's it's amazing amount of dedication and just as you said, gumption to go through with all this because it's not just becoming a designer and being good enough to be a designer at Nintendo. It's knowing the language that you can communicate with your teammates so you can be fluent with it. And that had, yeah. that had to take a lot of work and just wow. Yeah. No, I, I, I really, like I said, hats off to the guy. And I mean, that's proof positive that even though, you know, it's not guaranteed that your dream will come true, people do make it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean... It's not going to happen for everybody, but if you work at it, it could happen. Or you know, yeah. it's worth. It's sometimes worth putting that effort into it. You know, exactly. So you never, you never know what will happen. And just looking at, it's like as soon as I saw this, it's like, like I said, damn, that's inspiring. Yeah, to just pull that off. So, hats off to him. That's for sure. No, totally. Yep. So our final bit, and it's kind of funny because I chose this because. Of course, you. Uh, and that's that. <laughs> a new teaser for the Mega Man cartoon has been shown. Apparently, it's from the Spanish section. I don't know. I, I don't know the full details on this one. But if uh, a teaser was shown, but it's now since been pulled, so you actually haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, no. By the time I got, I saw that it was online. It had already been pulled due to copyright violations. And I feel like the way this show has been shown off has been so weird. Mm-hmm. Like. Every glimpse we've gotten of this cartoon has been accidental, apparently. Like, it's been something that they didn't want people to see, like a, mm. an accidental promo reel. And now, you'd think this would be an official teaser from this Spanish television station, but apparently they didn't want this getting out either. And I can't help but wonder if they know it's because of the backlash they're going to get. Like, mm. again, I'm not in the business of saying this sucks before I've seen it, but nothing I've seen of this show or Mega Man's design gives me any kind of confidence it is going to impress me. Well, you have seen his slight redesign, correct? Yes, I have seen that, and... It's slightly I mean, okay, better? so... It, yeah, I mean, it's basically an, an improvement from 
completely horrible to slightly less horrible, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I hate sounding like a fanboy, but it really, that design is not doing it for me. His, but the Robot Masters look great. Yeah, oh, they don't show the Robot Masters in this trailer. It's just him yeah. going from his human form into uh, the, you know, the Mega Man. He has his, uh, I want to say he's, I think he says, when he when he transforms, I, th- I believe if I remember correctly, he says, Meganize me. Ugh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Mega Nize me, and then he goes to a transformation sequence, and then he like shoots his Mega Buster, and I'm looking at his face the entire time, and it's so emotionless. It's, yeah, as somebody no. described it, it's resting DreamWorks face. Oh, <laughs> God, that's terrible. Because you know, and uh, I like it's it's a Metroid situation where I hope that they don't get the wrong idea about why people don't like this. Like, I hope, like, just like, I hope Nintendo doesn't think people don't care about Metroid because Federation Force sold so terribly. It's not that. People just don't want that out of it. Mm -hmm. Just like this. People want Mega Man, but not this, Uh you know? You know what the biggest kick in the teeth was to me, though, without this entire trailer? What? At the very end, they have the Mega Man logo, and they have... 8-bit Mega Man drop in from the top and run across and do a whole shoot thing across the Mega Man logo. I heard this. I heard about this, yeah. And it's like, guys, you know what makes him great. He's there. Yeah. You use the graphics and you can't get this right. <laughs> it's it's the weirdest thing. Like, I, of course, I don't have access to Capcom's financials and sales records, but I, I feel like 99.9% sure, and this isn't just the ramblings of a fanboy, if they just made... Mega Man 11 digitally or X9 digitally, it would sell. Mm-hmm. People, they want it. People, it's it's A to B. Make make X9, people would buy it. I just feel like they would. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I have this weird outlook of a Mega Man fan, you know, but I don't know. I feel like people would buy X9 in droves if it was made, especially in that 16-bit style, the Super Nintendo style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it would look... It would look really gorgeous in that style. So. Like I, I just feel like we're, it's not much of a mystery in terms of how to get a Mega Man game to sell. Nine and ten sold well; they were happy with it. Follow that model. Like I don't <laughs> understand. I don't understand. Yeah, but, I don't get it yeah. either. Like who knows? Maybe this cartoon will completely surprise us. But I am not Maybe. hopeful. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I will remain open to it, and I will watch a few episodes. Like I, I absolutely will watch a few episodes and give it a fair <laughs> shake. But I'm not <clears throat> expecting much. How many episodes are you going to give it? I don't know. I'll pro- like maybe two or three. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Probably two. Yeah, two or three. That sounds, yeah. about, that sounds pretty reasonable. Yeah. So, at least with the Castlevania series, it's on Netflix. So we don't have to. That's true. You know, you can just that whole thing's available. It's like, well, maybe it'll get better. Who knows yeah. how that'll go. But yeah, it's, you know, we'll watch it. And people are going to want to know your opinion. So we're gonna. Oh, I'm, that's why I'm definitely gonna watch it. I mean, I know I'm gonna need to comment on it and uh, meganize me. I mean, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm I'm so cool with like Jack in Mega Man execute. Uh, you know, obviously it sounds pretty silly, mm-hmm. and they're the obvious you know inappropriate overtones. But it's still I don't know. It had a ring to it. You know, for Battle Network, it worked. You're jacking into the network. It worked. It mm-hmm. has that kind of anime goofiness to it. But meganize me? Ugh. <laughs> this, why? It, it's it sounds like well. Ugh. It sounds like it was written by the guys who did Ben Ten. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it does. And I mean, and art artistically, the st- the style looks like it's absolutely going for that vibe too. Mm. And you know, that's what that's what kids are into these days. That's what sells, and that's fine. I get that. Do this cartoon and do it in that style and appeal to this generation. I get that. 
But in the meantime, make a little extra bank making X9 for us 32-year-old Mega Man fans <laughs> who, you know, love that kind of stuff and who would buy it. Mm-hmm. We have disposable income. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm waiting to throw my money at you for new Mega Man games, Capcom. Just waiting. I will literally just give it to you. Just make the games. <laughs> I just like yeah. if if Bomberman can get a new game now, it Mega Man can. Mm. Like, come on. Yeah. And I, Although I guess Mega Man's in Smash, so I really can't complain. You know, but you can't you can't go off of that uh, off that forever. On forever. That's true. Exactly. That's true. So we'll see what happens. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all the big headlines for this week, and it's uh, it's been interesting. <laughs> yeah, and I can just I can see, almost hear your eyes looking at the clock, thinking twenty five minutes until Splatoon <laughs> Two Global Test Fire starts. I don't want. I got a splat. <laughs> yeah, you got it. You we all got a splat sometimes. Yeah. Come on, everybody's going to be interested in that. We're actually <laughs> as as far as our plans are. We'll see if it happens or not. Um, we do want to at least do five of the six sessions. We might do all six yeah. depending on how well these do and if people are interested. But yeah, you know, so I might yeah. end up with a situation where tonight I, I you know, I'm planning to do the um, the the late night one uh, for tonight. Right. And uh, then I'll probably if it does well, we might I might end up might end up waking up early to do the nice. early morning one for at least for my time zone. Right, and I think I'm I'm doing so far. I'm doing the Saturday night one, Saturday eight p.m. to nine p.m. Mm. So that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that. P.S. Before we move on, I think we may have found a podcast name. We all got a splat. We all got a splat. <laughs> That's pretty pretty strong. I think. Yeah, that's pretty good. Hey, if we like it, you'll see it as a title. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Anyway, let's go ahead and get jump over to our topics. Uh, as always, for just one dollar a month, you guys can support us on Patreon. Uh, get these podcasts three days early every Friday, as well as offer up topics just like these. And uh, Ash, do you want to start first, or should I? Um, I think I started first last time, so you go ahead and go. All right. Well, my my topic comes from David Mott, who says. With the winter months behind us for another year, what are the, some of the best vacations you've ever had? Furthermore, if you could take a vacation anywhere, provided it's a place you've never been, where would you go? And, uh, I, you know, I love vacations. I would love to travel more. <laughs> I just don't get to take them that often. But uh, best vacations I've ever had, and it has to be either any of the trips I've taken to Disney World, which was always a ton of fun, or the most obvious one, my post uh, college graduation trip to Japan where I was there for a week just yeah. touring the country and seeing the culture and t- trying stuff out and just enjoying the country. It was just such a delight to be in that country and to see the different I, I, culture, really. It was yeah, no, yeah, great. I'd love to go back and it's, I don't know when it's going to happen. No, I had a similar post-graduation trip to Europe, actually. Oh. I, I, I went to Japan since for work and ended up taking some vacation time there, which was awesome. But I did get to take about a month after graduation to go to Europe. And I basically, I my home base was London, where I actually lived with my now wife. She was studying abroad at the time, so we were living together. And so we lived, we lived together in London. That was awesome. And then we used that as our base to kind of strike out and just travel around Europe and see various countries. And, and just like we went to Amsterdam and, and France and Germany and and got Italy. Oh, we went so many... And actually, I would say the highlight of that for me, were there were two highlights. There was a little windmill village we went to, I believe in Holland, called Zanshechan, or I think that's how, I, how you say it. But it was just the quaintest little, you know, you, it's picturesque. You see it on postcards. You see it in video games. Like even Hateno Village is like this <laughs> quaint little windmill village. And it was ac- absolutely that, but in real life. And it was just so beautiful. 
And um, then, of course, we went to Venice. We spent a day in Venice. And that, for me, was... I love water. I've always loved the idea of Venice. I've loved pictures. And we finally got to go. And it it absolutely is as breathtaking in real life as you think it is in pictures. Like, it, it really is a floating city. It's a city on water. And it just... When the sunset just sets down over the water and you're, like, in a canoe and you're going through the different canals, it's just... It's gorgeous there, and I want to go back so much. Oh, that sounds awesome. Like, I'm actually kind of surprised with how much you love snow that you didn't go to, like, the, to Switzerland or something like that. Well, no, that, that's, on the, that's on, the, on the docket, but I did get to live. It wasn't a vacation, but I did live on site when I was producing Bravo Man. I lived on site in uh, Halifax, Nova Scotia hmm. for three weeks, and it was kind of a vacation because I was also exploring as well while working. And that – Halifax has to be one of my favorite cities in the world. Like, it's so – Gorgeous, and I would vacation there anytime, just just based on being there for work. And I guess the last thing I would say is, uh, during my last business trip to Tokyo, I got to take a few days for myself to go to Kyoto uh, and just kind of go by mm-hmm. myself and just walk around. I stayed in a capsule hotel and just explored. And Kyoto is just the most beautiful place mm, in the world. Like totally. Oh, is. and actually, uh, my wife and I are going next month. Oh, we're going in April to Kyoto for a week oh. because she's never been, and I wanted to take her. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right? I know. How I'm so excited. How could you bring your wife instead of me? That's just not right. I know. I'm, 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 well, you know, I'll talk to her when she gets home. I'll be like, hey, you know what? Derek really wants to go. I think I'm going to have to change that ticket. <laughs> exactly. That's the only yeah. fair thing to do, let's be honest. <laughs> exactly. Totally. <laughs> I'm sure she'll understand. Oh, I, no, don't worry about it. She totally will. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, – as far as other places I'd like to go, like I love to do what Ash did where you just go to Europe and – bounce around and just see all these different cultures and everything that you can do there. I'd love to go to New Zealand or Australia and just visit around there. Probably New Zealand more just because it seems so quaint and fun and different sure. and really cool. And of course, I mean, he asked where would I go if it's a place I've never been. But come on, i got to go back to Japan at some point. I need to. <laughs> yeah. So maybe someday I'll save up the money and go do that. But I also kind of really want to go to Disney World once again. It's been so long and I think it'd be kind of fun. To go there as an adult and not have to yeah. be connected with family the entire time. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, no, no. And uh, I, I would say the only regret I have about going to Japan next week, or not next, next week, next month, is that we just barely missed the Kirby Cafe. Oh, uh, we sucks. wanted to go to the Kirby Cafe so much. That would have been so And we cool. missed it. Oh. Yeah. But there is a chance the, the Capcom Cafe, which I've now been to twice or maybe three times now, they are finally doing what I'd always hoped they would and are having a Mega Man themed month right now. So if they if they don't change before I get there, then I'm really going to try to go to Shinjuku just to stop by the Capcom bar to see all the, you know, to try a few Mega Man related drinks and food items and things. Mm-hmm. Because every time I've gone, it's been something else like Ace Attorney, which is also cool, but like Monster Hunter, Ace Attorney, Onimusha. But no, Mega Man's there now. I need to see what food and drink I can get. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to do it. Maybe someday I can get get the time and go to one of these other countries, and I think it'd be a lot of fun. I actually do need to up my passport. I, I found out it's uh, about a year from going uh, from expiring. So, oh, okay, yeah, I think mine might expire next year. So, yeah, I need to re up that. Yeah, I, I I got it back in two thousand eight uh, for the trip to Japan. So I was like, yeah, then I haven't gone international since. So I need to do that. And, and, you know, like, as we're talking about this, totally momentary, unsolicited advice, go travel as much as you can, Mm -hmm. as often as you can, as early as you can. Like, if anyone ever asks me, like, what you, like, 
what would you consider is the best use of your time, especially while you're young? Traveling. Mm. Just go travel. See other places. See how other people live. See other cultures. It absolutely is life-changing. Mm. I would uh, love to. I was, I was so jealous. I don't know if I've told this story before or not, but I did have one of my closest friends, my oldest friend actually, was able to get on Teen Jeopardy. Nice. Uh, and he actually did super well uh, <laughs> where he actually got second place. Uh, on okay. the old tournament thing, he would have got first, but unfortunately, uh, the first day, the first day for the finals, he just killed it, just did so well. But the uh-huh. second day, there was another girl who was doing pretty good too. Like did kept up with him the first one, and then the second one, she demolished him because there were multiple uh, categories about pop culture, and unfortunately, he oh. does not. He like he knows some pop culture, but not all right. pop culture. So that's that sunk him, <laughs> and so oh, he's able bad. to hang on and get second place. But yeah, yeah it's uh, the way it goes. Um, but he, he did, took his winning. I think I think his winnings were like twenty five thousand or something like that. Well, and, hey, I'll that's second best. I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. Put that in the <laughs> bank and then just used it anytime he wanted to go on a trip, like travel. Yeah, and that's what he did. There you go. I was, ah, I was so jealous of him. But, oh yeah, but yeah, there's plenty of places. But the ones on top of my list is touring Europe, New Zealand, and Australia, Japan. <laughs> right. So yep. Nice. Well, it sounds like we've both been to quite a few uh, perfect vacation destinations. <laughs> well, you you more than me. So oh, okay. <laughs> I've only my two vacation destinations are Disney World and Japan. So I'd like to expand that a bit more. I've never even been to Canada. So yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nice. Yep. So. All right. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, my topic this week uh, comes to us by way of Landmaster2911, uh, who says, Hey, fellas, not sure if Andre will be with, with us this week, so here's a question for Ash and Derek. So that worked out quite well. <laughs> uh, what new Disney World would you like to see in Kingdom Hearts 3? I would personally love to see a Moana World where you obtain a Keyblade similar to Maui's Hook. Keep up the good work. And and by the way, the reason I really picked this question is the bonus area, which is, can you guys sing this line? What can I say except you're welcome? So we got to do it, Derek, right? We got to. Oh, you're yeah. subjecting these four people to my singing. Uh, that's, oh, that's my awful. singing, too. But we'll, we'll, we'll answer the question first. Okay. So we'll, we'll build up to it. Um, so I already love your idea, Landmaster. Oh, that's like, a brilliant I, idea. <laughs> I want a Moana world. I would love a Keyblade that looks like Maui's hook. I don't know if they'd ever do it. But I would love that to happen. Mm-hmm. But personally, what I'd want to see is The Incredibles. The Incredibles still stands as one of my favorite Disney Pixar movies, if, you know, like probably right next to Up as like my very favorite Pixar Disney movie. And I just feel like The Incredibles and and what it's all about and the action scenes and just it's about a family of superheroes. I feel like that lends itself really well to a Kingdom Hearts game, like, you know, being able to fight alongside all of them with their different powers. Like, I just feel like it's made for Kingdom Hearts. So <laughs> that's what I want to see. I would love to be able to team up with Elastigirl and, you know, Mr. Incredible and Violet and Dash and all of them. I, I love that world. I still can't wait for the sequel that they're apparently making. I really think it would work well in Kingdom Hearts. So that is my official answer. Nomura, I want an Incredibles world straight up. <laughs> yeah, I I could see that one. I, a lot of people have talked about that one. I think it'd be really cool. But personally, um, more so than those, I would love to see. Uh, I actually have two. One's a bit more far fetched than the other, so I'll go with that one first. I'd, I I want to see a Darkwing Duck world. I, oh wow! Okay, I, I can't. You can't. Nice. You can't do. Unfortunately, Ducktales because of the way they've already set up Scrooge and the nephews. Sure. But they can still pull off uh, Darkwing Duck 
and have you know launch pad in there still and oh it'd be so cool to that actually would be cool pal around with them and just see that and uh get your get your get give another reason for your dad to be in there make uh yeah uh, what was his name metal beak or oh um steel steel beak that was it ah that'd be cool yeah that would be awesome i'd love i'd love to have a darkwing duck world uh Never going to happen, though. They're not. They're not going to pull from the TV series at all. But right. as far as other movies, that has a better chance. I honestly would love to see a Robin Hood world. Oh, you know what? I do. That is one of my favorite classic mm-hmm. Disney movies. Same here. So many people sleep on that movie. Like nobody remembers Robin Hood, <laughs> but as envisioned by Disney. But it was great. Yeah, it was. It was a fun time. I love that old movie. I loved. I watched it so much as a kid. There were some great jokes, and yeah. uh, just Robin Hood's such a just a fun character. And ah, come on, having an Archer on your team—that'd be so cool. That would be that would be cool. I could totally get behind Robin Hood, like a Robin Hood world. Mm-hmm. That would be a throwback for sure. Yeah, go classic on that. So we'll see what happens. But, ah, uh, and yeah, I guess a boss would be like probably have to be Sheriff of Nottingham. Couldn't be the couldn't be the king. Yeah, <laughs> Prince John, I should say. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> although it'd be really. I, funny. I I have to say though, it uh, probably an easy second choice for me really is Landmaster's own idea. Like a Moana world, I think would be so sick. Mm-hmm. I've really like. I mean, uh, obviously, I said Up is my other like favorite Pixar movie, and it is, but I don't know how well it would actually translate into Kingdom Hearts necessarily. <laughs> but I feel like The Incredibles would, and I feel like Moana definitely could. So <laughs> those, yeah. You, you only you can reference Up by having the. Uh... End of Kingdom Hearts three with uh, Kyrie and Sora getting together and having the and then transitioning to them experiencing the opening from Up. <laughs> oh God, that would be the worst. Can you imagine? That'd that would be, be ter- oh wow. That'd be terrible. That'd be so terrible. Uh, <laughs> and then, so, well, then old man Sora has to train the next Keyblade Master, but he's all crotchy and doesn't want to worry about it. <laughs> I love. I, I love how dark and sad this is. Nice. Oh goodness. Eh. What can I say? But you're welcome. I can't sing. I'm trying to get the thing. That, that wasn't you gotta. That wasn't singing. You gotta I do know. it. You go first. I'm trying to get the tune all in right. my head. All right, I'll go first. Here we go. I, I apologize for, to all of you for this. What can I say except you're welcome? <laughs> there you go. All right. <clears throat> what can I say except you're welcome? And I am a terrible. <laughs> so singer. good. I'm terrible. I love it. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much, and I... Oh, so good. This is exactly why I picked this Oh, uh, I hate you so much. Yeah, no, I, I, I just still wish Andre was here to sing it, too. Uh, I, I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure he could sing it better than I could. Landmaster, yeah, maybe. Landmaster, I love you, but I hate you, so... <laughs> Hey, you know, there are people out there making soundboards of us, and I'm pretty sure those are going to get added for internal internet infamy. Oh, God. Thank God. <laughs> Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually think... Oh, no, we have our combined topic. Yes, right. we have our combined topic. Yes. I, since we're not good... I've got to make this a little quick, but that's okay. This comes from yeah. Mo- Mojack411, who says, What game or games does it kill you inside that you haven't played yet due to time or various other reasons? For a modern game, it hurts my soul to be passing near Automata, but with Zelda right now and Persona 5 right around the corner, I have to put it aside. Meanwhile, I still haven't played the classic Chrono Trigger for many reasons, and I really, really want to. Do you guys have Do you guys have any games like that? Hope you all have or have had a pleasant day. 
So, yeah, thanks, Mojack. And this one hit for me because as much as I'm enjoying the hell out of Zelda, there are so many other games that would be fun to play. Like, I still haven't played Horizon. As you said, Persona 5 is coming out. And I'm like you. I've yep. heard such good things about Nier Automata that I really want to try it out, too, and play that game. Like, it's crazy how many good games there are to play this 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 uh, quarter. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I'm basically feeling that way at any given moment. They're, they're like whatever game I'm currently playing, it's always at the expense of another game. Like there are way too many good games to play right now. And you touched on what is my easy answer, and I think this won't surprise a lot of people. But right now, for me, that answer is Horizon Zero Dawn. I want to play that game so much. Mm-hmm. I like for so many different reasons. Like it looks beautiful. Like I love the world. I love the mechanical dinosaurs. I love Aloy. I think Aloy has a super cool design. Like, it's it's the kind of game that appeals to me for a lot of gameplay-based and, like, you know, sociological reasons. Like, I really like, like how progressive it is. And that just seems like the kind of game that I need to play. And, and the fact that it is, it's not being played simply because I'm playing Zelda and now <laughs> ukulele instead is killing me. And I, I am trying so hard to, once I finish Zelda, I want to carve out like a, just a chunk of time for that game. I, I, th- I feel like it's really important. Like I just really want to play that game so much. <laughs> That's the hard part is like, I've yeah. actually cut more time out of, like, out of my schedule to try to play Zelda than I have in a very long time for any other game. Yeah. And that's, you know, I, I, the thing is I'm starting to feel the crunch time for it too, because yeah. uh, I'm hoping, I'm not sure if it's a guarantee or not, but I'm hoping that we're going to get in Persona 5 for review. And that's a huge game. And I, once it comes in, I'm going to have to f- devote all my attention to it. And Yeah, I, you are. <laughs> and I really want to be finished with Zelda by the time that comes in. So I'm going to be trying to play that as much as I can. But at the same time, I also want to play Ukulele when it comes out. And I want to play uh, all the, well, the, of course, Horizon and go back in Nier Automata. But, of course, there's going to be more coming up because, of course, we got Mario Kart 8 to look forward to. And I'm sure people are going to want to play that with us online. And... Yeah. Who knows what's all coming out? It's like, I I feel like I'm a broken record, but really, this has been an excellent year for for media stuff and just having good stuff to watch, play, enjoy. Thank God. Yeah, that's (laughs) why, like, I can't help but just laugh at, like, you know, the, the, all the, just, I guess, I don't know, like, all all the disillusioned gamers out there who are like, oh, it used to be so much better back in my day or back in, you know, the early 2000s and games suck now. No, they, no, they certainly do not. Are you just all these games we just talked about in 2017, they're all coming out within like weeks of each other and they're all must play games. And there's just literally not enough time in the day to play all of them. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, even as even as I finish Zelda and then hopefully move on to Horizon and and knock that out, I'm going to be missing out on other games while I'm playing Horizon. Like it really has come to the point as an adult where you have to choose what you're going to consume mm-hmm. versus what you're not because they're literally scientifically there is not enough time in the day <laughs> to consume everything that you want to consume. Yeah. There just isn't. Yeah. So you have to prioritize and that's why that's why I'm playing Zelda right now because I was like, okay, I want to play both these games, but Zelda and Horizon are very thematically similar. I don't want either game to suffer in my view from open world fatigue. So I'd really need to separate them. Mm-hmm. But it's like, at what cost? <laughs> at what cost am I doing that, you know? Yeah. I mean, the only way I could squeeze in Resident Evil 7 was streaming it. <laughs> and then, yeah. And I, that's, I'm glad I did because that's still one of my favorite games this year. It's so good. Yeah. I love that game. Uh, but it's, 
again, I don't know if I would have had time for it otherwise. Like I, I you know picked up the Kingdom Hearts 2.8 collection. I thank God Aqua Story is so short because I got through that and base and watched all the. Uh, stuff for uh, back cover but i haven't touched dream drop distance <laughs> at all yeah like and I've, I've gotten through most of dream drop distance but i never went back and finished it because i just don't have time and mm. i also want to go back and finish all the final fantasy 15 post-game stuff and they continue <laughs> to add new stuff like you know they're raising the level cap and i want to do all that i love that game but what where's the time <laughs> well, when do i have time to play that yeah like if especially if i'm working on zelda you mm. know and there's, of course, as they said, point out, older games I'd love to go back and play, like Secret totally. of Mana, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm sure, tons of other games. Like sometimes you're just in the mood for it, and you want to go back and play these old games. Like I, I talked for forever how I wanted to pick up Skies of Arcadia so I could eventually play that. I own the game now, and I have not had time to play it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, you know, to, to my great shame, one of the only, really, pro- probably the only main. I don't know what we're called a main Mega Man game because it isn't, but the only Mega Man related game I haven't ever played was The Misadventures of Tron Bon. And uh, I always have wanted to go back and so play good. that, but I just never have the time. I have it, but, you know, of course, my PS1's not hooked up. Like, I feel like it's just a pain to go actually get out and play. <laughs> but I want to play. Like, it's just there are classic games too where I just didn't have time to get around to them even back then. Mm-hmm. And there, I, this list could go on. Like, you know, <laughs> Tomb Raider 2013, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Like, I never, I started Tomb Raider. I loved it, but I never got to finish it. Finish it. Mm. Same with Rise. I haven't even started that. I don't even have it. <laughs> yeah. And that's something I want to play. So it's like they're just this could go on forever. <laughs> yeah, it really could. I, will, I I am happy I was able to squeeze in Rise the Tomb Raider before Zelda came out. So that yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. it really is. You really just have to pick your battles and be like, okay, I really want to play this one, so I'm going to go for that one next. And I'm honestly like, part of me does want to go with Near Automata next, and rather than uh, Horizon, just because. Yeah, it, I've heard so many good things. Exactly, and also just because getting away from the open world, like take a break from open yeah. world, go with something more action-y. Well, apparently it is open world, though. Oh, crap. From what I understand, Nier <laughs> is open world, yeah. Well, so much for that. Yeah, although that re- does remind me, I never got to play the original Nier, and like I hear so many crazy, weird things about it that I kind of want to. Yeah, I actually have the original Nier. I found I picked it up when it was super cheap at, a, like, at some store, and... Never really picked it up, put it in. Although, actually, I put it in for an hour, uh, no, 30 minutes when I was checking it out just for a little bit to see what it was like. And I love how it, like, caught me off guard with this one girl just uh, swearing her, like, swearing like crazy. I'm like, oh, okay, let's get into this. It, like, it makes me very curious about how it's all going to go, so... You you lost you you lost me at I just wanted to stick it in for thirty minutes and try it and see how it felt like that's where that's where you lost me I was like oh because I just wanted to say that's what she said <laughs> or he said I was like that's where you lost uh, me I was like oh okay that's that's where Ash. this is going <laughs> you're no good <laughs> it's it's true well if you, you can always count on Andre to have the bad puns and you can always count on me to have the gutter mind yep. so that's just our shtick I guess innuendo so yeah there you go but yep. Well, what can I say except you're welcome? Uh, go away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I, I apologize for the shorter podcast this week. It's just the way it ended up. But hopefully all three of us will be here for next week. And with all that said, thank you guys for listening. And uh, stick t- stay tuned for uh, the upcoming episode 54, I guess we're up to now. So, y- yeah. yeah. Uh, with all that said, of course, uh, be sure to support us on Patreon for just $1 a month. It uh, gets you this podcast uh, three days early every Friday, as well as offering up the topics just like these. And, yeah, time to go play Splatoon. See you guys. See ya. Bye. <laughs>